bringing it home with Sarah and Tanil. Sarah, okay, let's just pretend last week with the snow and the ice never happened. <laughs> Look, I was good with it for like two or three days. <laughs> no, everybody loves a good snow day or two. <laughs> yeah, but then that ice just made it worse. So. Oh my goodness. It was, <laughs> yeah, it was unexpected. We did get, you know, a little more time at home and, um, but we're glad to be out of the house. Yes, yes. Time to get back to the routine. <laughs> That's right. And I have to give a post-birthday shout out. Sarah Charleston had a birthday um, oh, over the, the weekend. Snow time? Okay. It was on Saturday, so it wasn't your typical birthday. We um <laughs> we couldn't get out to get some of the things we wanted to get to celebrate. So we had to, it was almost like a COVID birthday again. <laughs> You know, Don't even say that. Well, no, we're using stuff we had around the house and, you know, yeah. but anyway, he turned 22 years old. Oh my gosh. Can you believe I, it? No. Anyway, I feel old. happy birthday, Charleston. Yes. Happy birthday, bud. I can't believe you're 22. I know. So, okay. I'm going to go out on a limb and say something that I have not even said to my own husband. And I'm going to okay. say, okay, is this the time to do this? No, I feel like it is. Okay. I need a car. Oh, yeah. I mean, I hope I'm listening, Charles. Time. Listen up. It Look, is time, girl. It's time. But I've been looking around secretly without telling him, just kind of, you know, just looking and browsing. And um, they cost a lot. <laughs> um, yes, I bought two cars last year. Oh, tell me. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I think that. This is what inspired this topic. I said, look, we're going to have to bring somebody on to help us figure out, because I know I'm not the only one thinking about buying a car. And with these prices, we need to know what to look for. So we make sure we're getting a good deal. No, I agree. I think that this is timely. Like I said, we bought a new car and a used car last year, and I know we weren't the only one. So it, it's helpful to have somebody in the know. Okay. Well, we've know. had her here before, and we brought her back again. We've got Megan Cooper with us today, and Megan is the Tennessee spokesperson for AAA. And Megan, we're so happy to have you back on the show. And I'm so happy to be back. Girl, what is going on with these car prices? <laughs> so there's there's a lot going on right now. Um, new cars are expensive. Used cars are expensive. And what we've kind of seen since the pandemic is that during the pandemic, we saw some production issues, some supply issues with some of those semiconductor chips. We're still seeing those issues in the car industry. So it's a little bit harder to find that specific new vehicle you want, but that is also making used vehicles hold their value a little bit longer, which is making them more expensive. So instead of just going out and picking out, you know, a vehicle that you want, you now have to, to go through a little bit more steps of, can I afford this vehicle? What can I afford? How can I save money to get the vehicle that I want? Or maybe even make the decision of, I would like a new car, but is that in the picture for my family? You know, is it too expensive? Do we need to focus on maintaining the vehicle that we currently have for 
in the meantime until we can move towards that new vehicle. No, I did that in 2023 and I'm ready to get a car, Megan. Don't try to talk me out of it. Um, so one thing that Sarah and I did, we actually looked at some things on AAA's website, uh, kind of in preparation for this discussion and in preparation and, you know, debate of whether I wanted to get a car now. But we hear a lot about the car's history report, the the car facts, if you will. You know, we see the cute commercial and it's got a box on it and all this. So just tell me, how important is it that I get a car facts? Because I'm going to be honest, Sarah, I'm going to be so honest right now. I have never went to the dealership and asked for a copy of the car facts before. Yeah, I can't say that I have either. I mean, you okay, know, good. good. I felt bad. No. <laughs> do we need to do that, Megan? What are we looking for? You do. Um, and the reason that you do is, especially if you're buying used, you want to make sure that you know what you're getting yourself into with that vehicle. Um, so you want to know what the ownership history looks like, if there have been any repairs on that vehicle, has it been well-maintained, how much mileage it has. So basically, you want to know the car's history, but you also want to know how much usable life is left in that vehicle so you can know Will you need to make any major repairs anytime soon? What do things look like on that vehicle? That can help you save a little bit of money so you're not getting into a vehicle that you're not prepared for. Um, if you don't know any of that information, the car may run well, but you may not have a good idea of everything that the vehicle brings along with it. Well, now you, you said the mileage. Um, that should be on the odometer, right? It should be. Um, but when it comes to some of those maintenance milestones, um, you know, you don't know unless you ask if they have done regular oil changes, if they've replaced tires, because um, some people, I, th I think people fall into two camps where you are very strict about those maintenance schedules and taking care of your vehicle. And the other end of that spectrum is, you know, they, they kind of ignore everything all of the lights, all of the recommendations, and they just drive the car. Um, so that's with the Carfax, you're trying to determine um, who has owned that vehicle and if it's been taken care of before you purchase it. Well, that makes a lot of sense. So what if we're buying from, you know, like a private seller instead of a dealership? Are there questions that we need to ask? Um, this owner, you know, that we can't get from a dealership? Because I know a dealership can't really disclose information about, you know, a past owner for privacy reasons or whatever. But are there specific things we need to ask if we're buying from a private seller? Yeah. Can we ask them for a Carfax copy or can we find it somewhere? You can. Um, a lot of that can be found with the vehicle's VIN number, which they should be able to provide for you. And some of the questions that you would ask a dealer, you would ask a private seller. Um, same questions on maintenance. Um, did they do the maintenance themselves or did they take it to a repair shop? Do they have any, uh, any reports or documentation of anything that has been done on that vehicle? Maybe ask them if they have pets that they have traveled with, if they smoke in the vehicle, um, if that vehicle has been flooded at any point, and maybe if they know anything about 
the previous owners if they purchased the vehicle from someone else. Um, it's a lot of times you can get a better deal with a private seller, but it's a little bit trickier to work with a private seller versus a dealership in some cases. Okay. So I know that people are buying cars online. They're getting good deals to purchase vehicles sight unseen. I will never be one of those people. I mean, I'm, I'm just going to tell you, <laughs> I, I don't feel comfortable purchasing something as large as a vehicle uh, without putting my hands on it, without getting inside and driving it. So I want to know this. I don't know much about a car except, you know, if it runs smoothly or, you know, is it pretty? Things like that. What do I need to be looking for when I go to test drive a vehicle? Yeah. So when you test drive a vehicle, you want to make sure that you are actually driving the way that you would normally drive. Um, if you're going <laughs> to a dealership, they likely have preset routes, but if that's not similar to how you drive in your normal daily commute, I would encourage mm -hmm. you to request that you drive on those types of roads or take a different route. But really what you're looking for is if the vehicle fits you. Um, so the last car purchase that my husband and I made, we both test drove the vehicle. I am 5'2", he is 6'2". We're both driving this vehicle. So if you have multiple people that are in your household that will be driving this vehicle, make sure it fits everybody. Make sure it's comfortable. Um, things like buttons, mirror placement, some of those basic things that you don't really think about, but would be very annoying in your daily life. <laughs> um, so things like car seats, or if you regularly travel with a bunch of stuff for work, keep all of those things in mind as well. Um, and make sure that you are listening for, you know, anything that could be wrong with the vehicle. Um, but mostly just make sure that you test drive it so you can get a good feel of how the vehicle drives and what it feels like inside that vehicle. I know that in the work that Sarah and I do, we are looking for something with room in the trunk because <laughs> we travel with a lot of things to do our programs, don't we, Sarah? We do. And even though I have a young driver who's not always in the car with the mom anymore, um, you know, having having two kids and both of them are active in sports and stuff like I knew when I was looking for a car, I needed something that I could haul stuff in for work and personal. And, you know, those seats that lay down and all that. Um, that's a big deal. I think you're right, Megan, in, in steering us towards knowing. It sounds like we need to know what we want before we even step foot on the lot or start looking. Right. And don't be afraid to move the seats, open the trunk, uh, maybe put some of your stuff in it if you have it with you. <laughs> um, it's it's a big deal. You know, it's a big purchase. So we want you to have a good idea of what you want. You know, maybe have a checklist of things that you need or want in a new vehicle and make sure you're checking all of those off um, because you, you don't want to get into a point where you find a good deal on a vehicle, you don't spend the time to get used to it. And then a year later, you decide that you actually don't like that vehicle. And you a lot of times have to live with that because it's expensive to replace it. Well, now this is the true story. You talk about not staying on the, the pre-selected routes that they have on a test drive. 
uh, once upon a time I was purchasing a car and there was a guy that does car maintenance for a living for a big dealership. And I had him positioned at a location not too far from the dealership so that when I test drove it, I went directly to him. So he popped the hood and was looking at things and, you know, all these, you know, just <laughs> trying to see what was under the hood. And because some of us don't know what we're looking for. So right. if we can, if we know a mechanic, is that standard to get a mechanic to just kind of, you know, pop the hood? And when they look at it so quickly, what types of things are they looking for? Or is there something we can look for quickly by popping the hood? Yeah, I would say if you're not comfortable, if you're not a car person, maybe have a friend, have somebody that knows what they're looking for go with you, uh, especially if you are buying from a private seller. Um, some of the things that you want to look at are, what does the inside, the interior of that vehicle look like? There are some things that you can look to see if the vehicle has been flooded, but mostly you want to make sure under the hood that everything looks okay. Nothing looks like it's falling apart or about to break. You want to make sure that it's not leaking oil. So if it's been sitting somewhere, make sure there's not oil or any other fluids leaking out. Check the tires, uh, make sure that they look like they're in good condition. Um, and again, if you're not comfortable with that, take someone with you or take it to a service shop that's trusted in your area. Um, or if you have a friend, that's even better. Um, cause they will likely give you a very honest opinion of what that vehicle looks like. Now, I think that's a great suggestion. And actually, we bought a used vehicle this past year and my husband's pretty good with cars, but he still took somebody with him. He wanted his eyes and another friend's eyes. He wanted to double check. Yeah, like he even like went under the truck, like got on the ground and went and looked under the vehicle, you know. So we definitely felt good about the purchase because we'd had several sets of eyes on it that we trusted, you know. Mm -hmm. Can we talk about payment real quick, like monthly payments? <laughs> She's still trying to talk me out of getting a no. I'm just, I want you to have all of the cards you need. Okay, okay. So Megan, talk to us about like being prepared, like knowing your budget. Um, should you explore other, you know, loan options if you have to take a loan, not just relying on the dealership? What, what do you tell people? Yeah, so first things first, you want to know what you can afford to spend on a vehicle. And we also want you to consider the cost of that vehicle beyond just the purchase price, because you're going to have to insure that vehicle. You have to put gas in it. You have to make sure it gets regular oil changes. Um, so be thinking of what the total cost of that vehicle is. Um, AAA has a research, uh, a resource called your driving cost calculator, and you can actually plug in vehicle type um, and that will give you a good estimate of cost breakdowns between depreciation, insurance, maintenance on that vehicle, essentially what it would cost you to drive that vehicle over a yearly basis. Um, but once you get that budget kind of settled, um, look at your financing options. If you know that you are going to get a loan for that vehicle or you need to finance it in some way, the dealer is an easy way to do that, um, but a lot of times they may or may not give you the best deal. Um, so if you have um, someone that you've worked with in the past, 
um, that you trust, maybe have them go ahead and pre-approve you for how much you want to spend for a vehicle. That way, you know, when you do talk to the dealer that you already have uh, a, a general cost estimate of what that would cost you on a monthly basis. That way you can compare and contrast with what the dealer is showing you. Hmm. Yeah, that's something to think about because the insurance cost is expensive and it can vary pretty widely um, from vehicle to vehicle. So I think that is something we need to take into consideration. And Sarah, I think most of the insurance companies have like some kind of estimating tool. Um, so you can actually go on there and plug in the car you're thinking about getting and it can kind of tell you how much it's going to be for insurance. I think so, too. And then, you know, if you know your agent, just call them and chat with them, too. That's what we did, you know, before we even we told him what, what we were thinking and he gave us an estimate. Yeah, so and I would second I would second that include your finance person, but include your agent, too, because they can let you know if you have a couple of vehicles in mind, they can let you know what the premium would look like, what your monthly cost would be like on that type of vehicle. They may be even could tell you the difference. And if something breaks on that vehicle, if you have to have a claim put in on that vehicle, what the difference between your options would look like, just so you're prepared. Okay, so let's slide yeah. over and talk about new vehicles for just a moment. Um, those are more expensive too now, we know. Um, but I just wanna talk because some people may be considering a new vehicle and they may be, kind of torn between a lease and a purchase. And honestly, I've never leased a vehicle and I'm not really sure what the advantages are. Um, could you talk a little bit about the pros of leasing and the cons of leasing a new car? So I think with leasing a vehicle, uh, a lot of times this comes down to personal factors, um, the type of vehicle you want, how long you want to keep that vehicle. Um, sometimes um, you'll find that when you lease a vehicle, your payments are a little bit lower. Um, a lot of times at the end of your lease term, uh, you can trade in that vehicle for a different one. Um, so if you're the type of person that likes to get an, a new vehicle every few years, leasing might be a better option for you. Um, however, when you're buying a vehicle, you do eventually own that vehicle. So the payments stop right. um, once that vehicle is paid off, where if you're leasing, um, you will incur that monthly charge throughout the lease duration. Um, so I think it comes down to um, really personal preference and what, what is best for your family. Um, so if you want a vehicle that you're going to keep long-term, um, maybe you want to sell it and make profit off of it at the end of its life. Um, those are some things to consider. Um, I don't think one is inherently right or wrong. Um, I think it really just depends on what you're looking for and what types of vehicles that you want and, and really how long you want to keep that vehicle. Okay, a direct question here. Will leasing a car allow me to drive more car than I can afford to buy? Maybe. I think it depends on the vehicle and what, if you're leasing a sports car, it, it might be more expensive than purchasing a more sensible car. Um, so I think it comes down to what, 
what vehicle you're trying to get. I'm tired of being sensible, Sarah. I've been sensible all my life. <laughs> Megan, I think she wants a sports car. <laughs> In that case, you know, maybe, maybe lease one. Yeah, I better lease. Just to make sure. <laughs> I better just rent one for the weekend and get over it. So, yes, that's an option too. <laughs> you know, I think too, if you are looking at purchasing a new car, it's good to um, know what the dealership offers. You know, a lot of them have um, lifetime warranty on specific things, but you have to follow a protocol, you know, um, that kind of stuff. So that could that could be a selling point if you are, you know, able to keep up with what they need you to keep up with. And we get that question a lot, too, is if the extended warranty is worth it. And in some cases, if you buy even a used vehicle from a dealership, they'll sometimes offer warranties. But my best advice with warranties is to fully understand what those warranties cover and what it would essentially cost to keep that warranty and what the price difference would be. Um, a lot of times they may not cover what you need in that vehicle, so it, it may not be worth it. Um, however, if you are getting maybe an older vehicle or a vehicle that you know will need maintenance, it might be helpful in that case to, to purchase some of the extended warranties that are offered. All right. So talk a little bit about these electric vehicles because I don't know anything about them. Um, I've read some, some things about the snow last week and some of them the freezing or something happened. I don't know. But um, I know nothing about the electric vehicles. My fear is that there are not going to be enough outlets. If we all convert, <laughs> there are not going to be enough outlets for everybody to plug in. And um, I don't know why that's on my mind because I'm not even thinking about getting one right now. But talk to us about them. Yeah, and that's basically what we found, the general consensus for electric vehicles. We do have some early adopters that are purchasing electric vehicles, but for the most part, people aren't really familiar with them. Your average Tennessean probably has not been up close and personal with an electric vehicle. Um, but what we're seeing is that manufacturers are making more and more, introducing more and more electric vehicle options and hybrid options too. Um, the big selling point for electric vehicles is the maintenance cost. Um, mm. It's a lot of money up front. They are more expensive than a gas-powered vehicle. However, when you get into those long-term ownership costs, there's a, a lot that you can save on not having to maintain as much on the vehicle. So that's a big selling point for a lot of people, especially if you live in a big city or you don't have a large commute. Um, AAA has a resource, it's called um, EV Ownership 101 um, that I can share with both of you, but it gives a good background on EVs, what it looks like to charge them, um, the cost savings that you might see versus a gas-powered vehicle. Um, but we want people to be educated and be aware of, of what's available in the car market because it is drastically different than even five or 10 years ago. Oh, wow. Sarah, have you been in one of these electric vehicles yet? 
No, I mean, I've seen some, and there's actually one in the town I work in that I see plugged in every day. At, so. <laughs> she said, Megan, she said there's one in the town. <laughs> <laughs> that I know of, that I know of. But, you know, where I currently, where I live is like the buzz of West Tennessee is, you know, electric, electric vehicles will be produced here within the next coming years. So I'm sure we're, we're all going to start to see more and more. And I have noticed more uh, plug-in options available at rest areas and things. Yeah, I notice them. I really do. And when someone's actually plugged in, which I don't see very often, but when I see someone plugged in, I kind of, you know, notice them. So just like you notice that one person in your town where you work. Yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> small town. That was kind of exciting. Yes. Yes. What else do I need to think about in this purchase, Sarah? So, um, Megan, talk to us about like trading. How do we get the most bang for our buck when we're trading in, you know, because we all, our car should bring X amount of dollars, right? But in reality, it may not. So what are some things that we can do to increase our trade-in value? Yeah. So there's typically uh, about three different negotiations in car buying, trade-in being one of them, um, purchase costs, and then the finance rate. Uh, the best thing that you can do is keep all of these separate. So when you, if you're working with a dealer and you're talking through how much a new vehicle would be, keep that separate from financing that vehicle. So don't walk in and immediately tell them that you have a trade-in. Kind of lead that towards the end so you're not hurting yourself on some of the other negotiations. Um, that way you can get the best rate and the most money that you can out of all of those different negotiations. Now, can I feel mm. better, Megan, if I sell my vehicle instead of trading it in and actually like have that cash in hand? Does that put me you in a better position? I think it depends. Uh, I think it depends on what you're looking for. A lot of times you can make more cash money selling that vehicle uh, privately or on Facebook Marketplace or or similar but that's a lot more work. Um, so if you're not ready to put in the work of selling that vehicle, it might be easier to just trade it in. But I think that comes down to personal preference and how much time and effort you want to spend on either trading in that vehicle or selling it to someone else. Okay. That makes sense. I mean, because we've done both in our house. And sometimes it's like, you just don't want to deal with the hassle. <laughs> so I get it. And other times we, we, we could, we had the time to dedicate to that. So I do think it's kind of a case by case situation for sure. So Tanil, what are you thinking? Are you like ready to well, like? This is a whole lot of information to process. <laughs> so I can't commit just yet, but I think that Megan has definitely <laughs> giving me some things to think about. Megan, any final thoughts uh, to me or anybody else out there that's considering purchasing a vehicle this year? I would say to be prepared for things to be different on that vehicle. We talked about EVs, but even just in the last five to 10 years, the technology on vehicles, um, if it's been 10 plus years since you've bought a vehicle and you get in a new one, it might seem a little bit like a spaceship because there's so much stuff <laughs> so true. on that vehicle. So I would say uh, look into 
a lot of the, the, the new safety features are standard now, like backup cameras and things like that. But there are a lot of new technologies that are going into vehicles that it's, it's hard to understand. Um, so be mindful of what those bells and whistles are and if you need them in a vehicle. Um, a lot of times they are, are made to help the driver. In some cases, they're just distracting and confusing. Um, so ask questions, especially if you go to a dealer, make sure you understand what is on that vehicle. Um, read the owner's manual. Um, maybe that could be the difference between, you know, getting a, a not as bell and whistly car versus one that is decked out with, with everything on it. I will say too, that what we're finding is that newer vehicles with all the technology on it, they are a little bit more expensive, but they're also more expensive to insure. So in the past, if you got into a fender bender, you would, you know, replace a panel, replace a bumper, but now you're replacing cameras, sensors, all of this expensive technology along with it. Um, so keep that in mind, um, especially if it has been a while since you have bought a car or been in the market for a car, things have changed. <laughs> well, well, it hasn't been too, too long, so I don't think it'll feel like a spaceship, but I know that there are going to be buttons. I can't work everything on the car that I have now, so <laughs> I can't imagine going forward. So, but I'm going to have to process all of this. So, Megan, thank you so much for joining us today and sharing the wisdom with us. And, Sarah, we'll be chatting about this. There will be lots of text messages going back and forth um, <laughs> about this process. <laughs> well, I look forward to that. Yes, and thank you, Megan. Do you really? <laughs> thank you all for joining us today. In the words of Bob Marley, live the life you love. And love the life you live. Take care, everybody.